Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. If you're new, welcome. If you're an OG, welcome back. Today we have yet another solo episode and I'm starting to really like this. You know, the whole solo episode, quick 20-minute chat on all the life things. Feels like a good update. Goes a lot more in depth than just an Instagram caption or story. And as you know, if you've been following along for a while now, whether through here or on Instagram, I've gone through some massive transitions in the past year, as we all have, but for me it was a major life move, first time leaving home, Pennsylvania to Texas with three cats and a dog and no guaranteed job or friends necessarily, and you know, it just really catapulted my life in so many ways that I never expected, and it's the best thing I've ever done for myself, for my life, but... Still, like as all of these external factors have changed, obviously, so have the internal. And in so many ways, I feel like an entirely different person, like in a good way, whatever you want to define as good, but still, I just, I don't know, sometimes I can feel quite overwhelmed at how fast everything has changed and evolved. And as though I'm not always keeping up with it, right? Like I, I don't know, it's hard sometimes to portray the internal change that has happened in the external environment, which for me is through this podcast or through Instagram, or even in the way I interact with people. And I think, you know, and it's a bit uncomfortable. And part of that discomfort comes from the fact that social media is just, you know, I mean, we can share a lot, we can share very authentically and real and vulnerably there, but it's only a tiny fraction of the big picture. And it doesn't always portray that type of change. And so where I've been struggling and where these solo episodes have really helped me is that as I've experienced all these massive shifts, I really had to step back from Instagram and even the podcast because I didn't know how to share. Like I didn't know what was my, like this this voice and this message and this new embodied Emily that like I've become. And I've been trying to slowly make that shift about, you know, with my messaging, with my voice, with my content to just properly display this transition that I've gone through, but it's, it's rather tricky, I will say. And, you know, I've realized that it's not about just rebranding to suit this quote unquote new me. It's about building a brand and a platform and a community that evolves with me, right? Because at the beginning I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, rebrand and it'll be all good and grand and dandy. But no, like I've realized over time through connecting with more and more of you and exploring different forms of content and messaging and just getting curious with things that I really do want a brand and a platform and a, a place that evolves with me, right? It's, it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. You all should know my favorite quote by now, <laughs> change is the only constant in life. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to build and create something like turn this into something that is ever evolving I'm just coming to accept the time the fact that it takes time you know a good lesson in patience for me as someone who is rather impatient you know so 
yeah. <laughs> but all that being said, I am excited to just bring new ideas, take new approaches to this podcast and to the community and with Instagram. And I've done that with a couple simple shifts, you know, podcast dropping to one times a week, alternating between short and long episodes, interview style and solo, and then shifting my Instagram content to be a bit more focused, more inclusive, more of the macro view, so that even more people can resonate and connect with even some of my very particular, uh, not so common story plots or, you know, experiences, etc. Uh, and then, you know, there's just lots of other fun things. And, you know, that's with me trying out new things. Like if you leave a review for the podcast, I'll pick someone every three weeks to either win some fun goods or have a one-on-one catch-up chat with me. Just as another way to connect, give back to you for everything this community has given to me. And then with that, you know, I'm also toying with the idea of like starting a YouTube, which I cringe saying because for the longest time I always said I wouldn't, but... I've decided that if I do start one, it's purely for fun. Like I wouldn't have a routine, wouldn't have too much structure. I already have too much of that in my life already. And so it would just be something for fun and a way for me to capture and share just a a wider variety of content and memories, especially. Like I am one of those people, I love memories. I love taking photos. I love capturing the little moments. And I know a lot of people nowadays are or in general, are just kind of, you know, like camera shy, or they're like, why do we have to have your phones out now? But I mean, when I have my phone out, it's not just to like get content. I, I love having these memories and these things to reflect on. And as someone that has experienced actual memory issues with the hepatitis C and all those other things, like it's made it even more so for me of now where it's like, I want to have these memories and I want to remember the little things that otherwise you would forget about. And I think YouTube is a fun way to do that. So we'll see. But let me know if you'd be interested in that idea. If you have any advice, any, you know, way to help, whatever. Because I am clueless. I have no clue what I'd be doing. But it is for fun. So don't need to be too, too educated on it, I suppose. But other than all of that fun stuff, I have been just trying to sort through and sort of organize my life. It's the... Krista Lindsay of Almost 30 once did a podcast episode called The Life Edit. And I really love that. And, you know, it's not what I'm talking about exactly here, but that's the term that comes to mind when I think of that. And I've shared about this in prior solo episodes on Instagram. You guys know, like, I've just been trying to do a lot of prior prioritization, organization, all of it in my life. And to just really focus on what matters here and now in this stage of my life not overthinking into the future, not reminiscing on the past, sort of trying to stay present, focused, and grounded on what do I need, what is happening, what is for the greater good here and now. And, you know, part of that is leaving behind what no longer serves me while building in the habits and or the awareness for what does support me, what does help this life that I am in currently, right? And an example of this would be The reason this came to mind is because I just did a post on it today. But an example of this would be with exercise. Like I've, I've come to this place where I have let go of my prior beliefs around what exercise had to be. I no longer have to do X amount of cardio days or go to a specific fitness class or exercise for X amount of time or at a certain point in the day or sweat this amount or whatever the crazy rigid rules and structures I used to place on it 
instead of let go of that and because it was causing more harm more stress than good and now it's just about doing what feels good each day tuning in and checking in with my body what do I need sometimes that is a gentle walk or a yoga flow or a five minute stretch and that's it other days it's a hardcore workout that gets me going or a run right? And I'm definitely more in tune with intuitive movement than intuitive eating at the moment, but we're getting there. It's all a work in progress. I never thought I'd be this comfortable with exercise, yet here I am after so many years of being obsessive about it. So there's potential, there's hope. (laughs) No, there always is. But um, then it's something that I've, like an example of something that I've added in, increased awareness around, is how much I need both the peace of meditation and the joy of connection and for me you know those are things that you know I'm sure lots of us have dabbled in meditation and everyone you know the joy of connection we all love it we all know it's good for us but I'm starting to get better at better at prioritizing both of these in my life versus just like hoping that I get a moment of joy or a moment to meditate like I'm making time for it and that means prioritizing in the morning, after my movement, or before my movement, before work, meditation. And that is anywhere from two to five minutes, never longer. No, 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 no. I can't do that. But I can do two to five minutes, and you can too. And it just helps me focus. It clears out the mind a bit. You know, I really had to reframe my approach to it because for so long, I thought meditation was about having an empty mind and sitting there and like total bliss and peace. And for me, it was always like sitting there with chaos and it felt like ping pong balls ricocheting in my mind going from one thought to the next, right? Like I start to think about the fact that my back hurts and next thing you know, I'm thinking about the new clothes I need to order or the clothes I have to return or what someone said to me at work the other day, right? And then I'd get frustrated. I'd be like, this isn't fucking working. But no, I've realized, I've learned that for me and for I'd say everyone, like meditation can be as simple as sitting in the chaos and letting your mind sift through it so that by the time you are done by the time you wrap things up your mind has sorted out the chaos it has let all the ping pong balls ricochet around it has let everything just go wild and crazy and then it has let it simmer down has calmed it down has sorted it out so that you feel lighter and more clear and you can then focus versus if we don't meditate We're just carrying that chaotic energy all day long. And then the other one, the joy of connection. I mean, for me, it's as simple as ensuring that there's time in my schedule for for joy, connection, laughter, something fun. Sometimes this is just a walk and talk with a friend. It's going out for dinner and drinks. It's filming a fun little video with whatever food I made that day. Or it's just sitting at two hands after work to catch up with friends. But by making sure I have this time, I found that I'm more focused and more refreshed and present when I do return to the complete and utter chaos that is my life. And I know many of you can relate, right? When you return to the work, the family, the responsibilities, all of it. And then I'm not as resentful towards the work I do or towards the people in my life. I don't have this built up frustration, overwhelm as often, right? Like it still happens. But if I'm constantly sacrificing for work or for responsibilities and I'm never taking time for even 10 fucking minutes of joy or connection or laughter or peace, then like I start to resent everything. I start to get overwhelmed. I start to get frustrated. 
start to get anxious. And obviously that's not a fun state to be in. I don't know many people that want to be in that state very often, you know? And I guess that ties into this and I could probably talk about it because I talked about it on Instagram, so why not? But speaking of, you know, that exact topic right there, right? The resentment, the overwhelm, work, frustration, anxiety, all of it. It's very real. It's very present. And it is something that we all need to be taking seriously. Last week, I had a minor slash major, (laughs) major to me, it could be minor to some, anxiety attack at work. And it just left me reeling in so many ways. I, you know, I was just hyperventilating and crying uncontrollably. I tried to go in the walk-in freezer to like freeze my, you know, cool down my tears. Tried to go in the bathroom, tried to like hide all these places, just couldn't manage. And, you know, what ended up happening was one of my great friends and managers just found me and got me in a hug and let me get it all out and covered my shift and, you know, did all these things to support me. But you know, it kind of brought up three things for me. And one, it's that it's always good to cry that shit out. Like breakdowns are horrible. They are hard to go through. But like the day after, when you've cleared so much out of your system, it just feels so good. It's like the ultimate form of meditation, at least for me. Two, it was hard for me to have my managers see me in such a vulnerable state, which, you know, kind of reminded me to talk in therapy about the complex I have about like, always being the strong one and always like wearing my armor and all the strength shit. I know I've talked about that in prior episodes. So I know some of you feel me on that. And then lastly, the entire experience was just eye opening to me of holy shit, things are worse than I thought. I didn't realize how much anxiety I was experiencing. I didn't realize how frustrated and overwhelmed and exhausted that I was. And that was sad to me. It was sad to me that I do all of these things. I take so much time and effort to support my well-being, to support my health, to be there for others, to do all these things. And then at the end of the day, I'm not tuning into these big emotions. And, you know, as I was explaining to my therapist today, actually, as I was recording, before I recorded this, Uh, It's not so much that work, you know, at two hands, caused the attack. It was just the trigger. I mean, it was a long day, and next thing you know, I'm just thrust into the middle of this anxiety attack. And for me, though, it was the extreme overwhelm and feeling of powerlessness just in everything in my life and in the pursuit to fix things, in the pursuit to try to take back control over a few things happening right now that I don't have any control over, you know? And it's partly due to some health issues that I'm experiencing and I'll share more about them when I know it's due to just some struggles I have overall with my work experiences nothing bad just you know not quite staffed enough a bit too many hours for me stuff like that due to the overwhelm of trying to plan all these other things in my personal life you know trip home adapt certification issues with timber like all these things just build up like that freaking you know I always say it's a volcano it builds up and then it erupts in one way or another and this having this anxiety attack this experience was eye-opening to me because the only other times I've experienced this has been in extreme cases of loss of control powerlessness right so this has been after the grief of my mother and my aunt 
has been during the depths of my hep C diagnosis, um, my entire college experience, like two other things, extreme, extreme cases. And so to have it happen to me now here in this stage of life, very eye-opening because it's showing me what I need to do to better support myself and where I need to put my attention, right? And I think so many of us just push ourselves every damn day until we reach our limit. And then we push some more and more and more until we have a breakdown or an anxiety attack or a complete burnout or we get hurt or something happens to forcibly slow us down or just to kick us in the ass. (laughs) And, you know, I've discussed this before and I'll continue to bring it up until I and all of you take it to heart. We can't keep going at 100 miles per hour forever. Even if society or our bosses or our family, friends, or the voice inside our head says otherwise, like, no, it's complete bullshit that's having a direct result in your overall, overall well-being, which isn't right. I mean, I thought of that with my recent experience. Like, why am I sacrificing my mental, emotional, physical well-being just so that I can feed my ego and please society with how many hours and how much work I do and how much I can cross off my to-do list just to combat the limiting beliefs in my mind? No, 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 no. Like, I call bullshit once more. (laughs) I have this one life. You have this one life. And I intend to live it, not burn myself out by 30 or add 10 years to whatever age you are right now, (laughs) or five years, heck, at the rate some of us are going. So, I mean, all that being said, it did prompt me to really analyze more aspects of my lifestyle and just see how to better support myself. And if you're like, yeah, Emily, you say this all the time, that's because, yeah, it takes us human beings quite a while to learn something. We have to mess up a few times. We have to make mistakes. We have to get our asses kicked. And then we learn eventually, right? And so that's same with this. If I want to get a message across, I bring it up multiple times. And so with this more recent one, I was once more reminding myself of aspects that I do want to focus on, right? And for me, that's how can I set myself up for a good day? Well, meditation, anywhere from two to five minutes, plus movement of any form in the morning, gives me energy, helps me get focused, and gets me out of any sort of funk that I've carried over from the day before. Then throughout the day, how can I support myself? Breaks. Checking in. Do I need food? Do I need water? Do I need to take a deep breath? Do I need to get to outside? Do I need to close my eyes for 15 seconds? How can I support myself throughout the day? And then I moved on to my evenings, right? Like how can I, how can I improve my evenings? Well, evenings are usually my free time. And I say free time, but usually it's when I always am pushing myself to do my side work. But instead, what can I do to improve that, right? To make my evenings maybe a bit more restful, peaceful, whatever it be. Well, that's a good time to schedule something fun. Maybe that's a walk and talk. Maybe that's catching dinner with a friend, catching one round of drinks, recording a fun podcast episode, whatever it is. Um, Tonight, I'm going to be planting my new plants and then baking cookies, right? And this is a big one for me, and I know many of you, but we shouldn't feel guilty for taking time for rest and joy and connection and peace. Free time is time that is free for you to do whatever you'd like. And yet we've all trained ourselves to just believe that free time is like 
the equivalent of lazy, and it's not. The idea of free time, the idea of resting and peace and all of that is to disconnect, to reconnect, to come back refreshed and not just hanging on by a thread. An example, like this is how I think of it, okay? Because I do this all the time. All the time. It's like when your phone is constantly needing charged, but you forget or you just don't do it. And then next thing you know, you know, you charge it, you need to charge it. So you charge it to 30%. And then some time passes by, you know, it's low, you charge it to like 25%. And then it's low again. And so then the next thing you know, it's nearly dead. You get it back to 25%. This goes on for a few days, maybe a week if, you know, you're good at this little game you play. But then the next thing you know, when you least expect it, the phone dies. Like completely dies. And it's usually when you actually need it and or you have no charger or you're, yeah, you just, you end up screwed every single time, every time. And that's how so many of us are living. Think about it. Like we are constantly living on the edge. We're never fully charging ourselves back up. We're just getting by with little minute charges here, here, here. But eventually like that battery is going to die. It's going to die real fast. And you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in a sticky situation. I'm just saying that, you know, it wears on our 360 health. It impacts our work, our relationships, and our life overall. So that's that. And if any of this is resonating with you, you know, if you're like, wow, that is me with the phone battery analogy right there. I urge you to stop, to think, to ponder, consider what is happening currently. How do you feel in your body? What does it need? How does your mind feel? Does it need some support? What is work life like? What are relationships like? What does life feel like? Do you feel good about any of it? Or do you just feel like, eh, or a big fat, ugh? So take time to check in before you check out. To care for yourself before you reach burnout or anxiety attack or a complete breakdown or something equally as not fun and not great in the slightest. Right. And, you know, whether it's all the things I usually say of journaling, talking with someone, disconnecting, nature, a nap, you know what you need. You just have to get quiet, feel into it, and listen. Listen, listen, listen. And as always, I'm here to chat. I'm here to help you in any way possible. So catch me on the gram at Emily Feichels and at Let's Starve Podcast. And just know that I'm here for you. We're all in this together. I was going to sing that last part, but I just could not bring myself to. I'm so sorry. You can sing it to yourself. But until next time, I appreciate you all. If you want to leave a rate and review, it'd be greatly appreciated. And I'll be picking someone to chat with or get some goodies for next week. And so that with that being said, I'll talk to you next time. Take some time to care for yourself and much love. Bye.